everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. My name is Travis Lincoln Cox. With me now is Andrew Pish. And with us later in the episode is Anatasha Blakely. We are talking game tape on our most recent show where our suggestion was tofu chowder. It was a wonderful show where we were joined once again by Anatasha. It had been a very long time since we had performed a live show with her. Yeah, it was so fun. And I think we all felt a little like wobbly on our legs. But it's fun to have Tasha look over a show that she was actually in instead of just judging us harshly. We talked about how life can be reflected in your play style and improv and how our lives and what's going on in our lives right now showed up on stage. And I thought that was really fascinating because I think that can kind of clue you into where maybe you have some growth as an improviser or an artist. Yeah, I did think that was super fascinating and something that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, but is so real with all art. I think art, life always inspires your art and it's definitely true in improv. And we also talked about when collaborating with a group like you do on an improv ensemble, it's probably useful to have a shared goal in mind, or at least a shared vision of what you're going towards. As always in Game Tape episodes, you're going to hear actual clips from the actual show. But if you want to see the whole show, watch it on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. I really don't want to start from a super negative place, so I'll we can we can not start there. Oh, where are my notes? I have notes. I got notes. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if that tofu chowder scene. If I wish that it had happened earlier in the show, or if I wish the show was longer, or if I wish the scene was shorter, but I felt like that it was like it like had ramped up, and we were about to have like a breakthrough, and I was like, I needed a callback. But I think it happened too late in the show for it to then come to call back to that scene because I felt like you and I were about to have an emotional breakthrough. Yeah, I was feeling like that scene needed something, but I found myself in several points of the show just like feeling like you ever get the cold sweats when you're like, oh, uh, 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 where do I, what, what's an improv choice? Like, how do I, how do I define the world around me? Oh my God. I, I didn't feel cold sweats. I just I just didn't feel in flow, but I was still having fun. Does that make sense? Oh, but totally. maybe that's the same thing as your cold sweats is me being like, <laughs> I feel like I was on the opposite end of the spectrum where I was just like a walking idiot the entire show that was just like, I'm playing with my friends. This is so fun. <laughs> but I like, didn't make a smart that's not choice true. the entire show. That's not true. Like, I didn't make like an intellectual choice. I just was like floating like bouncing around the stage with a big smile on my face and i had so much fun but watching it back was like oh you idiot to to stay on the scene for a little bit uh i something that i loved was something that you did travis because anatasha and i really leaned into the drama in this one scene between her as my father at an elderly care home we can assume and me her son visiting her and she keeps forgetting the conversations that we've had previously and i get more and more frustrated until i just lay it on her how much I've hated her as my playing my father. Are you hungry? 
No, Dad, I ate before I came. My girlfriend fell off a cliff. Mom's been cheating on you for 15 years, and then she went to a park to feed the ducks, and she shot herself in the goddamn head. Why can't you fucking remember one sentence that I tell you? You never listen to me. We leaned so hard into the drama that Travis, a very aptly, I think, felt that there needed to be some break in the tension. And so he non-verbally just walked on stage and reacted to the audience like, oh my God, with a shocked face. And it got big laughs. Yeah. Yeah? From the moment I first have memories. Uh-huh. Like when I can remember. What was that, like kindergarten, preschool? I hated you. <laughs> I don't think I ever loved you or felt one positive emotion towards you. I wish every second of my life that you were dead. I looked at you sometimes and imagined your flesh rotting, rotting, with little worms crawling out of it. Because you're a psychopath. And you know what? I finally realized that if you die, no one here would care. So what's stopping me? You know? What's really stopping me? You know? <laughs> and I was like, that's what the scene needed. And when there's three people on stage as opposed to two, it gives us this new flavor in our palette that we can play with, which is leaning into drama really hard, knowing that we can trust a person on the side to kind of come in, make a choice that breaks attention, helps the audience like remember that it's a comedy show. I, I, I have to say, I have written in my notes about this scene. This scene, you can't see it. This scene was art underscored. Like I thought whatever you guys was doing was really great. Like the repetition and the pattern and the patience and the commitment to the characters and like not you didn't feel the pressure to break it i loved that scene and even watching back i'm like man this scene is crazy good like if someone had walked into the theater during that scene they'd be like why is everyone giggling uncomfortable like it would have looked like a really grounded like uh, uh chekhov scene or something or tennessee williams or something like it was it was really well grounded and it built so much tension that all I had to do to break it was literally a look. I liked playing in that scene too. Like it was, I think it was the time in the show when I felt the most like in a, in a state or like in a character, like it didn't feel like I was like trying to improvise. I was just like sort of living in this thing. It's interesting because I think that I've seen a scene like this before where it felt like the improviser just didn't want to make any choices, but I didn't feel like I was coming from that place, but I could see how I was like, Oh, it might go on too long or something, but I, I tell me, I want to know something from not being able to call back to the scene pish. I really thought for certain that you and I were going to have an emotional, like we were going to have it out finally. And I was going to like be with you and be like, yeah, I was a terrible father. And like, we were going to have this emotional break and like, even like hug or, or you were going to hit me. I don't know. I just thought we were going to have this big emotional break. And then I would forget again, oh. but we, and, and I, I wasn't like, I wasn't that many steps ahead of me. It was, it was like a, like a intuition thing where I was like, I got, we got a call back to the scene or like, I just like felt like there was something more there. 
but we didn't quite get to it in this show, partially because the scene had been going on so long already. I don't know, though. Did you feel that? I felt like we were almost at a breaking point. Am I crazy? Um, I feel like we both felt that we were like at a point when the it kind of needed to flip somehow. Something needed to happen. Uh-huh. There needed. I, I don't think I was on the same page as that. I was kind of... And this is something that I noticed throughout a lot of the scenes. And I don't know if it's just, it's frustration in my life or what, but like I've been feeling really controlling recently. And I could see that run throughout the strains of the show. There was, I noticed that I was using the words, um, okay, at the ends of my sentence and man. The trust was, don't you fucking, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Yeah, I just, I, f- I found myself really trying to control stuff. And I was like, I have a character's point of view, which is my, I feel like, favorite way to improvise is like locking into a character's point of view. But sometimes I feel like I get trapped in it. The only thing I can think of is increasing it. So really, I saw myself in that scene killing you and somehow that being like the overflowing of the cup your way is so artistic and beautiful. Uh, I feel shameful, honestly, as an artist. I don't know why I'm on this team. <laughs> no, man, we, we, but I, what we both sensed was that the cup was coming to a point where it yeah. was going to overflow or, or something needed to happen. And, and um, you can't drink from an overflowed mi- cup unless you lick the table where the water spilled on. Wow, to. so true. That's so true. I mean, for better or worse, this is the only scene. It's interesting that you're like, oh, I maybe I'm uh, like stressed in life and that's making me controlling on stage or whatever it is you're viewing about yourself. Because like the thing I was viewing about myself was that this scene was the only scene where I felt like I wasn't at least like a little bit either timid or slow to 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 the, to the chomp. Like you guys are throwing stuff out and I, I would bite, but I would bite like a, a beat later than I think I would like to. Like it was taking me a while to like say yes and like jump in. Like I was like a little timid or something and I felt a little out of flow. I mean, my excuse is whatever. Like we were traveling that day and I was like- Yeah, you had been in a car for hours. You You had already done a show. That literally like 30 minutes before. And you have not just say you were driving. You drove in from Salt Lake City. That's like over eight hours. (laughs) Yeah, but and still you played with us in over did, three I didn't years. Totally you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless you can't yeah, resume shows, true. you can't you resume shows. On stage with us in over three. But years. I think that the times that I felt the most in flow was that scene with you, Pish. Mm-hmm. I think because I knew how I felt about you and I knew who I was, and we were playing a pattern. So I have no idea how that was for the audience, but it felt good to me. And then the other time that I felt really um, a lot of pleasure was when we would do the it's like the slow mo stuff took me initiating that took me right out of my brain and into my body. So when the guns were shooting and stuff, I was like, this is fun. This is fun. This is fun. And I could just be in my body. So yeah. I think those were like my favorite parts. Of the it show. was such a fun runner throughout the show. It came back, I think three total times. And this, I, one thing watching back the second, the, the second slow-mo that you did, one thing that really stood out to me was the reaction that, we got from the audience from like, we'll, we'll play this clip in the podcast that the audience is reacting to just Tosh, like faking a bullet. Like it's a mimed slow motion bullet 
going through her face. <laughs> but the way you did it, like the audience reacts like they're watching like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something. Like. They're like so disgusted, and it's like, it's it's not all, real. It's imaginary, but people were in. They were so into it. It was such a great reaction. It's so good. I love I that it. though. That's like the beauty of the empty space in theater is that mm -hmm. you don't need to see it for everyone to be like, oh crap. Especially once you establish yeah. rules, mm -hmm. and then you know, then they they're like, well, I know what's happening. I know it's a bullet. And then the implication is that it like goes through my cheek or something. And yeah. it's so stupid. <laughs> it makes it reminds me of what Nicole said. Like the audience is improvising with us. And in that moment, like they were seeing exactly what we were seeing. It was really fun. I remember having a lot of fun swearing at Stan too. Hey, I think he's dumb too. Fuck you, Stan! Hey, fuck hey, you, Stan! Hey, fuck hey, you, Stan! Hey, oh, damn it! And that was another thing where I was like, Sure, my scene work and things could have been better, but I did have a lot of fun just kind of fucking around. So that was one of the things that was fun. That relationship was really just fun and playful and felt very clowny and just like, just dumb. It was really fun. I love the snapping we did that went on like way too long. What were you going to say, Pish? What was I going to say? I don't remember. You were going to say something. Was I? Before we started. Oh yeah, you wanted to, you didn't want to start. You don't off have on to that. put me into talking badly about myself. <laughs> I'll do it eventually. Try. Wait, just I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. You had something. How what was it? Travis and saying? I are like super good. No, no, no. I wasn't complimenting you, you at wish all. That you felt. <laughs> no, I definitely. Like, and you were like, I don't belong on this team. They're well, just I did say so that. good. I did say that. I said, yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Was that's reprehensible. Right. That's all I could think of when I watched myself in the show. Um, Let's talk about that because because real talk. I'm not trying to blow smoke. I watched the show and thought you were great. I thought, especially because I was, I felt like I was all over the place. That you were sort of an anchor for the show. Yeah, that's uh, that's really funny. Um, of course, like watching, <laughs> it's, it's really, and obviously very wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, That's really funny huh, that you thought that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, when you watch, like people who aren't performers, but people who are performers um, understand that the process of like watching yourself, hearing yourself in any recording, audio or video can be really difficult. And it is so easy to fall into judging yourself. I don't want to paint this picture that I have this completely objective view of myself when I rewatch the show because I watched rewatch the show and I was like, oh God, oh God, I feel only shame and pain and sadness. Uh, why am I on this team? I am reprehensible. I bet Anatasha and Travis are angry at me. They couldn't not be. Oh, no. I just felt like I noticed all the moments where I wasn't listening to what y'all were saying. And so I wasn't yes ending and incorporating it into the scenes. This is just funny because, you know, I've heard and I feel like this is very true that the problems that you're dealing with in your life have a way of showing up on the improv stage. And the things that you're going through and need to learn in life are things that like will show up on an improv stage. Yeah, I I buy that. Yeah, and something I've 
feel like I've been going through recently is taking more responsibility for things in my life, really like having clear ideas about what I want and trying to go after it. But I, I feel like that's in improv gotten confused with like controlling. That's like the essence, the heart of me pulling out a gun in so many improv shows and scenes is just like, I'm going to do something that forces you to look at me and react to me. So later in life, when you're looking back at this, you're going to look at all and you're going to be like, it was my gun phase on stage. And, and <laughs> you'd feel, your eyesight will be 2020 and you'll be able to look back and think about why you had a gun phase on stage. I don't think the gun phase is over. <laughs> I, the gun no. phase you know is what? never Mish, over. Okay, if I had to say then, being vulnerable, that perhaps that's what I was feeling with myself on stage, like a lack of trust or feeling a little like lost, having moments of playfulness, but then not knowing who I am, like not feeling like I have a good sense of the character and can just like speak freely. And I feel like that probably feels related to where I'm at hmm. in life too, just feeling unsettled, like going through big changes and feeling very out of sorts. Hmm. So I, I think that's showing up in my improv too. I just felt a little unsettled in the character. So I couldn't totally speak freely because I like didn't have a hundred percent idea of who I was. It felt like I was like, Jacob sent me this video of Chris Gethard talking about, you know, an audience watches you and you're doing like aerial tricks. And if you, you need to adjust your harness or like the silks aren't, aren't quite on the way that you want, you have to make adjust adjustments that the audience is like, yeah, but look at them up in the air. Like they don't know as much the difference as you do. Um, but I also feel like we have an audience full of performers at this show. So I, whether or not they're like, oh, look at Tasha getting stuck on her harness, or if they're just like, look at her up in the air. I w had a great time. It was so fun. But I just had moments where I was like, oh, I feel a little stuck in my harness. My Like personally, does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But I think it since we're all being vulnerable and talking about, you know, how our lives are reflected in the show, I guess I just have to say that, like, I'm just perfect in my life and just really funny and perfect on stage. And it's kind of coming out in my scene work and stuff. I'm really crushing it. In, yeah, it's crazy uh, how vulnerable, <laughs> it's crazy how vulnerable Travis can be, you know, he like, yeah. just he knows how to share his emotions, like mm -hmm. doesn't hide behind any bravado. I would never do a bit at a, at a time like <laughs> I would this. I never do a bit like now this. Now is not the time to do a bit. No. I would never do that. That's no. really funny, no. Travis. It's <laughs> really funny, man. Thanks, man. Super funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. love the you snapping your fingers or... There's a few character-y things that Trav did that I was like, I, I do think that you had a good show, Travis. And maybe the Thank stupidity you. suits you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I do. But for a little bit now, now to force back in, backpedaling the bit. No, we're uh, not. I I'm refuse gonna, to be no, vulnerable I'm, anymore. <laughs> Travis, you're perfect. <laughs> you said it yourself. It's now canon. Uh, it's canon. It's, it's canon. <laughs> Uh, no, Travis I do. I just look think back like, and think I had a, I had a very perfect show because it was a perfect time in my life and hindsight's 2020 perfect time in my life. No, I think it's a, it's a, just the opposite byproduct of the same <laughs> symptoms that Pish is feeling like in my life. I feel very hectic right now. I feel very hectic and a little chaotic. And so my escape is to like, just turn mm -hmm. my brain off. 
not necessarily always to the benefit of the show. There are definitely some times where I could play more grounded and be a better actor and like live in the world without being such a big dumb idiot all the time as fun as it is perhaps go for it well i need the audience to know that every time i put on my glasses every time (laughs) i'm doing this voice i'm putting my glasses (laughs) on um i uh uh maybe there's no good or bad and it's just like we're look at us going through the shit on stage and off stage, the good and the bad and the joy and the sadness. And it's all like self-expression. Yeah. So that's my, that's the woo-woo place that I'm well, at. You know, it's, I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's at worst case, we were having fun on stage. I remember walking off stage and like, I was like, I had fun. I feel like the audience had fun. And that left me feeling pretty happy. And it really sounds like we've all brought a lot of ourselves to the improv. And so it's like us with our kind of dicks out rust. Uh, <laughs> I did not mean for that to happen. And I apologize. Travis, that was do not one play the clip. time. Okay. Okay. Instead, let's play the clip. Um, uh, I think the best thing was your kiss with Michael, honestly. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Guys. Um. Does anybody find this man attractive? Okay, is there anybody here who's fully vaccinated and will kiss my friend? I just wanted to connect with the audience and... That was something that I loved because the Natasha, a strength of yours, has been interacting with the audience. And Travis has been doing more of that as well with the takes to the audience that he did throughout the show, which I thought were awesome moments of connection with the audience. But yeah, that moment where Anatasha turned to the crowd and brought someone up on stage to kiss Travis because his character had never hadn't had a yeah, kiss, had a kiss since, since fifth grade, the fifth grade. I thought that was awesome. And it got the audience into it. It was a very playful moment. It's not a move I would have made. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but in a way, I mean, you do that kind of work. You've done that work. You've been more courageous with that work. And so it was awesome to see that um color in this show it really was such a honestly such a fun moment and it presented itself to you and you were like definitely but it didn't feel like forced you know yes, like you it, yeah for some reason it didn't feel correct to be the one to kiss you like when you were bringing it up like no part of me was like yeah we're gonna kiss i never yeah, know yeah in this scene that we were gonna kiss and so i was like well it's gotta be somebody and then i was like well we're Maybe we have more coworkers, you know, like who are all working on the site or something like trying yeah. to figure out. No, it was fun. I also, I have to give you credit, Pish. Once Michael came on stage and it was clear. Also, shout out, Michael. You're the best. That was really fun. And you're a great kisser. Uh, <laughs> once, he came, <laughs> once he came on stage, like it was really clear. Like that's what we want. That's what the show wanted. That's what the audience wanted. That's what that's what was going to happen. It would have been really easy just to like rush that moment. And you coming out as a threat to that moment, you know, I thought really helped build the tension and make the payoff even better. Hey, who the fuck is that? Hey, shut up! Hey, no! Don't you know this No, I'm begging you! He's a stranger! Go! This place is a closed compound. What's your name? Michael. Listen to me. Hey, I love him. 
oh, you had already shot me twice. And, like there was a danger. I was like, oh no, is Pish actually going to shoot like this new person? There was like a, in this weird, absurd way, there were some stakes that you added to it. it yeah, was really, Pish it was good. also calling back to the gun. I don't want to encourage you with the <laughs> guns, but calling back to the gun was great because then it gave me another opportunity to do slow mo. And the moment that I saw you with the gun, I was like, oh, a hundred percent, the kiss has to be slow mo. It has to because we've are. Like that would be the, you know what I mean? I'm like, how could we not? And we're towards the end of the show. So you calling back made me be like, made me want to call back, made made me look good. And then made Travis and Michael look real good. Basically, you're a brilliant genius artist. And it's an honor to share the stage with you. Reprehensible is the word <laughs> I'm stuck on. <laughs> I I feel like I'm just like, Sometimes playing a little bit like a baby. Not all the time, though. Just just some of the time. Yeah, I think um, it's a good reminder. It sounds like maybe for all of us to kind of, and especially having recently spoken with Sean Landry for one of our interviews, which will be out shortly or is already out. One or the other, yeah. One or the other. Um, <laughs> Pick one. You're in control. <laughs> um it well all of this is a good reminder to i think i don't know what i'm trying to say it's something about something something courage something something not playing like a baby but something something like we're lucky to have a stage to perform on i think it would do me good to remember like this show isn't a given it takes a lot of work and so put a little more thought and effort to the theatricality of it, but also to the the courage foundation of like going for it for a, a little bit more. I'm totally with you. The show is, it's only once a month. We don't know how long, literally we don't know how long we're going to have that space available to us because the complex is a danger. We don't know what our new space is. Like none of this is, is for sure. So pl playing it safe is you know, inexcusable at this point. And all of us in our own way still are being a little comfortable on stage. And I think we can all push ourselves. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, and I think I think maybe it's the idea of like, maybe, maybe there needs to be a little checklist, that mental checklist of things I want to do today. I want to be courageous. I want to take risks. I want to listen to Anatasha when she speaks instead of just filtering her out because... Um, I... What? What? What did you Tash, want to say? Andrew was talking. Can you let oh, him finish? Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yep. Totally. Mm -hmm. No, no, I forgot because <laughs> I forgot where I was oh, going. Oh, great. Thanks a lot, Tosh. Sorry. I was reading about flow and what triggers it. And one of the things that they talked about with group flow was um, challenging yourself like you need to be challenged but not challenging yourself so much that it's like impossible to do the thing that you want to do. Like it, there's like this great edge that you need to be on. Oh, sweet spot. Yeah. Um, but also being on the same page and like moving towards the same thing. So it's like the groups, the group has a goal that they're all moving towards that will create flow. And I think that's why we did so well in the death match because they literally were like, here's your goal on stage. Do uh, an episode of like a high school teen drama or do a musical or the floor is lava or you have 40 suggestions and you need to fit them all in the show. They gave us a goal 
And then we never felt handcuffed. Like I would see sometimes people play that show and feel like really handcuffed by that. But I actually feel like it would give us freedom because having not necessarily form quote unquote, but just a, a thing that we're all like, we got to play this game. We got to get this thing. The goal gave us flow. So whatever that can, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so concrete, but it could be, you know, I don't know, but I do think that that's one thing that might help. Yeah. How do we give us that thing that can like, we're like, we're all going for the thing. Something that we had, I feel like it was a strength for so many years. was a shared vision of the kinds of the kind of improv that we wanted to do and Mm -hmm. the shared belief in ourselves that we could be really good. Um, And now it feels like as more mature artists and improvisers, it's like maybe that would be important to at least talk about what are those shared goals that we still have, or at least like, what is it? What is it now? And has it, transformed i'm certain it has to have transformed at this point we used to talk about stuff like this all the time and try to get on the same page i have a super tough time being objective especially in this most recent show i was just having all three of us together again was so much fun yeah that i admittedly i just like watching it was like we did it (laughs) it was so cute it is Uh, cute and but it it's, I think fun. it's I think it's the mark of a good. I mean, I think of our interview that we did with Jet Eveleth, and she's like, I don't even think I'm good. I mean, I don't either. Yeah, she's oh god, she's terrible. Maybe that was a bad. <laughs> maybe that was a bad example, but you know what I mean. Like, well, yeah, she like, has high standards, so she's just like, I don't know that I'm good. Um, I just work really hard and have high standards, and yeah, you know, the the better you get, the better you want to be. So yeah, well, I, I love that we keep working. I love that we keep trying to push ourselves and call ourselves reprehensible yeah that's the key too though jet is uh trying to get better but she's not like beating herself up or in pain about it she's just like that could be better mm-hmm. but there's yeah. not there's not like pain associated with it oh that's I a think, really important distinction yeah yeah because i could beat myself up and be like oh was so bad, bad. Oh, reprehensible bad. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not i was like no you don't have to be in pain you can be like yeah i mean i guess you could even use the word reprehensible and just be like that wasn't good, but I'm not like hurt by it necessarily. I just want to do yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I put on our Instagram just to wrap things up, unless people have more thoughts. I put on our stories that we're doing a podcast. Does anyone have any questions? We got two questions, <laughs> but I'm going to read them to try to motivate people to ask more questions. Great. If you have Fantastic. questions, leave comments on our videos and stuff. Okay. Great. The, the, the first one is from... FMC Grathnagel, who I'm pretty sure is Fiona, our friend Fiona. Rock on, Fiona. Shout out, Fiona. She says, not a question about the actual show, but Tasha's pants were pretty cool. I wonder where she got them from. Well, Fiona was my dresser for the (laughs) Tempest at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Yeah. And those were my Stefano pants. And I was like, these might be fun to improvise in because they were fun to do the show in. And uh, Fiona was kind enough to find a way to get them for me all through uh, above board means. I was going to say, are we allowed to publish this in the podcast? We need to cut that out. Yeah, because I think originally I think originally they were like, oh, no, because they made them for me. Yeah, they were were made to my body. But I think that they were like, nah, they're nice when you can't keep them. But then 
when they were putting them away, they were like, oh, these are shot to hell. I guess she can have them. And Fiona was like, she's going to be super happy and brought them to me. So <laughs> thanks, Shout Fiona. out Fiona. Thanks, Fiona. Nice. They do look really cool. They, they made me jealous. I was like, I want, I want clown pants to play in. They were cool. And then the last question is from Mag underscore A underscore Wildcat. She says, how do you deal with stress if you get overwhelmed? And I think that's a good question in the, as it relates to improv, especially as we're talking about things that are stressing us out and overwhelming us about the show. What do you guys think? I don't know about uh, on stage, if this is an on stage question or an off stage question. I'll answer both. They're related. Yeah, I think if I feel anxious before I get on stage, I like remind myself that I'm going to die someday and that's pointless. And that I <laughs> like, I, because I, sometimes you get stressed at like stage, right. And then, and then I'm like, why? Like, I just need to ground myself and be like, you, this isn't that important. Like just go out there and have fun. Yeah. I was going to say something that was very similar. I was going to be like, <laughs> you don't have much time in this life at large if you want to blow it out to there and on stage in an improv show especially when i get stressed in life eat a vegetable take a walk take a cold shower hug my husband and journal mm. i those are great i stole all of pishes <laughs> yeah it's, it's hug <laughs> natasha's husband journal uh <laughs> kiss natasha's husband no um mm-hmm. uh, slow breathing and focusing on my body, where I'm feeling emotions, because a trick I feel like from different practices that I've studied is that once you really key into emotional feelings in your body, you start to notice how quickly they change. And so with stress and overwhelm, that is very often tied to overthinking or being caught in certain thoughts. And so reminding yourself to kind of get back into your body with slow breathing and focusing on the actual feelings on your of these emotions and stressful feelings and o- overwhelmed feelings. Um, you start to notice them changing and morphing and not staying static. And you can guarantee that eventually they will change and probably faster than you realize if you pay attention to them. If you push them down, they can stick around a lot longer. So... Shout out radical acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, reprehensible on three. One. Three. Reprehensible. 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 I don't know. Do we want to end on reprehensible? Is there something more uplifting we can bring around? What do you guys think? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. You can find us on all of the socials. That's right. The social media programs. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Storm Chaser Improv. We've also got videos on YouTube. Just search for us at Storm Chaser Improv. We've got shows. We've also got clips from our podcast. And you can find all the other links that we have to get tickets to our shows and find other projects that we're working on at the link in our bio on Instagram. And of course, my friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, push all the buttons, share it, like it, subscribe to it. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a little five-star review. That would be fantastic. This is my friend, Travis Lincoln Cox. This is my friend, Andrew Pish. And this is my friend, Anatasha Blakely. Thank you so much for listening. See y'all again soon. Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.